Many organizations that fail do so because they have poor engagement of their people, because the leaders have failed to manage a workplace which creates a well-being environment for all the, the business and for the people. Hello and welcome to our Meet the Coach series. I'm your host, Carla Egan. And today my guest is Chris Gildersleeve. He's an executive coach that helps people from around the globe to make positive changes. Chris draws from his coaching principles like purposeful change and positive psychology to encourage deep reflection and personal growth. Uh, Chris joins us from Putney in New South Wales. Welcome to our Meet the Coach uh, podcast. Hi, Carla. Great to be here. Now, Chris, our topic today is centred on leaders uh, creating a workplace of engagement. I'd like to jump, dive straight in. Can you tell me more about that, please? Sure. Uh, look, a workplace of engagement is one where people are productive. Uh, it's one where people are, are aligned with what needs to get done. Key pillars. One of a trait engagement, the nature of the person's engagement about work. State engagement about how they how those people feel about being at work uh, as a result of actions around them, and behavioural engagement about how they behave. Now, when we're talking about behavioural engagement, we're talking about good citizenship, how they behave, being proactive in the business and looking at ways they can go and contribute more to the business. The state engagement is about satisfaction, about involvement and commitment. Those two key factors of engagement can be worked with by management to go and help create a workplace of engagement. Critical to that is how the leaders behave, which impacts the psychological safety and well-being support, how the leaders support the individual's well-being in the, in the workplace and how the individuals actually relate not only to work but also to what they bring to work from their homes. It's a, it's a, it's a process, a complicated uh, sort of, uh, what's the best way of putting it, a, a complicated equ well-being equation that leaders need to be focusing in on. You mentioned, I noticed you mentioned well-being support, Chris. Can you describe what you mean by that, please? Well-being support is about managing the actual well-being of people in the workplace, the impact of people of, of well-being on people in the workplace. There's a number of factors leaders need to think about as far as, far as antecedents to having a, a well-being outcome. And, and, and part of that is uh, understanding what's known as PERMA, a model of well-being developed by the great Professor Seligman, which looks at positive emotions, engagement, nature of relationships, meaning in work, are people feeling like they're getting accomplishments? Uh, and also, is the workplace one that is physically and psychologically healthy for people? But also, leaders need to consider the emotional state of the people who are at work, as well as whether people are feeling autonomous and competent in what they do. If leaders can work effectively with those factors and they drive in a positive way the individual well-being, the organisational culture and their role as engaging people. 
which then drives into high levels of work engagement. High levels of work engagement have been shown to correlate with high levels of productivity, higher financial results, and organisations that actually continue on successfully. Many organisations that fail do so because they have poor engagement of their people, because the leaders have failed to manage a workplace which creates a well-being environment for for the the business and for the people. Uh, The key to that is really the leader behaviour. Great. And the outcome from that equation that you've talked to is what everyone wants, what every leader uh, wants to achieve but may not know what those elements are or maybe uh, got some elements Mm. that are missing. Um, What can leaders that are listening to this uh, episode do, Chris, in their workplace? It comes down initially to how the leader behaves. The biggest impact on well-being of an individual at work is the leader behaviour. Is the leader creating an environment where people feel that they can contribute successfully? Are they providing people with a level of autonomy to be able to make choices, make decisions, bring work to a meaningful conclusion? Are people feeling like the manager is trying to control them or is the manager trying to support them grow and take, take effective action in the workplace? Think about it in these terms. Uh, I'm sure we've all had managers who looked and hovered over our shoulders day in and day out. How safe did we feel trying something different? How did we feel in a workplace where the leader wanted to know what we were doing every day, where the leader effectively didn't trust us to do what needed to get done? Compare that to a workplace where you've had a leader who's actually asked you to be involved in the decision-making, a leader who's asked you, your opinion, the leader who's invested in you building your competence so that you could be effective at work, and a leader who created relationships within the workplace between colleagues that were supportive of one another, where colleagues felt they were part of a bigger picture, a bigger engagement than just being at work, where they were actually on a journey together to achieve a great outcome. Now, leaders to do that need to deal with their own tension, their own tension as far as being in control. Traditional management models, stretching back to time of Henry Ford, was a leader had to control everything in the workplace. I think one thing we've learned from COVID is that leaders can't control everything. We had the great experiment, unplanned experiment, where People were thrust to be working from home. The leader couldn't see what they were doing. Some organisations decided they'd go and start counting keystrokes and they would go and count uh, how many uh, mouse clicks were done in a day to say, oh, well, the person hasn't had a mouse click for an hour here. We can't trust them. Whereas other organisations said, okay, we've got the person has to get work done. This is what they need to achieve. This is the performance of agreement we have with the individual let's let them deliver that without without hovering over them the workplaces that came out of COVID with high levels of engagement of the workplaces where people were trusted to get on and be adults and do what they needed to do workplaces where people actually continued to main, maintain relationships and found their work to be meaningful in fact workplaces where people were able to 
have the autonomy to be able to create outcomes for the good of the organization. Now, as a coach, working with leaders is really important to help them learn how to manage their tension, the challenges of, of trusting people and trusting themselves so they can build confidence with their people to be successful in their workplace. It's an interesting equation we face today post-COVID where more and more organisations are accepting that hybrid work is here to stay, that people will be productive at home, and as leaders, they need to be able to deal with the tension of, I can't see them working, but I know they're being productive. Uh, Thanks, Chris. And look, you know, gone are those days of employees staying for one job in a lifetime. And, you know, it's a revolving door almost, and it's a new leadership skill to engage and care about more than just the broader piece of the work that they're paid to do. And that's a shift in our traditional Monday to Friday, nine to five mm-hmm. work environment. And I think a bit of the younger generation is, is you know, leading the charge on this. And I love your equation um, that leaders can actually start to benchmark where they're at and what's missing in their equation to get that model right and get the balance that's going to... Uh, result in employee retention but also employee tenure uh, as well because uh, you want to retain the top talent. Now, as a coach yourself, uh, Chris, what does joining the coaching directory mean to you and your business? Well, there's several factors. Uh, One is that I'm part of a community, part of a community of coaches. And being a coach potentially can be lonely because you're working with clients day in and day out which is a fantastic thing. I'm working with my strengths. But I also need support from other like-minded coaches, coaches who are, who are able to share their learning and I'm able to share my learning with them. So the coaching directory gives me that platform for reaching out and developing relationships with other great coaches. It also goes and gives me a, a platform for meeting new clients, uh, a way where I have a, for a better way of putting it, better visibility in the market. Uh, the people go to the coaching directory looking for skilled, qualified coaches who can work with them, and being there goes and gives gives me the opportunity of being one of those people who can be identified to to work with a client uh, who has a specific need uh, in a in a way where I can actually contribute to their growth, which is really where I get my kicks as a coach. Terrific, Chris, and, and thank you for sharing a little bit of your expertise because I know we, we only have 10 minutes and I, your depth of knowledge is far greater than that. So this is just touching the very small part of your expertise. And also thanks for sharing uh, your models uh, to support today's uh, topic, which highlights the importance for leaders to commit to the changing needs of their workers because they can have a positive impact in engagement and also in well-being. It's very much the case. That's the key role of a leader is to create an engaging workplace. Well, thank you for your time, Chris. And for those of you that are eager to dive deeper into the realms of coaching and personal development, please subscribe to our newsletter. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review us and be, be sure to catch us in the next episode. This is Carla Egan, your host from The Coaching Directory, where we connect you to your ideal coach. Mm-hmm.